Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 265 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue and conclude our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking at Doctrine and Covenants sections 102 to 105, covering uh, the week of September the 13th to September the 19th. Uh, and today we're going to try and get through as much as we can of Doctrine and Covenants section 105. It's a lot of verses here, about 41 verses. So we'll just skip to the kind of the main parts that stood out to me. But as always, please do have a study yourself. Now, at the beginning of the section talked about, again, um, the the way that the people need to be chastened. Uh, and that Zion can't be built up unless they follow the principles of the celestial kingdom. Uh, and we've kind of discussed those things in previous recent sections. So I'm going to skip past those bits. And again, about how um, how the, rede- the rede- redemption of Zion has to wait because of the transgressions of the people, which we've spoken about before. Um, but I'm going to go ahead to verse 14, because it's from this point, I think, that we learn a little bit uh, about specifically why Zion's camp had to wait a little bit longer rather than continuing on and uh, engaging in any conflict. So in verse 14 it says, For behold, I do not require at their hands to fight the battles of Zion, for as I said in a former commandment, even so will I fulfil, I will fight your battles. And again, as I mentioned, a few days previously, on the 19th of June, they had seen this miraculous um, intervention by the Lord, by, by the by the rain, raising the levels of the river so that the people who had found or noticed the saints gathering with their forces in Zion's camp, they had gathered together themselves and were about to attack the saints. But then this river was raised by the Lord. Uh, and so he he literally, there was a literal fulfillment of this. Uh, Joseph Fielding Smith said, quote, Faith has not increased in the world, nor has righteousness, nor obedience to God. What the world needs today is to draw nearer to the Lord. We need more humble, abiding faith in our Redeemer, more love in our hearts for our eternal Father and for our fellow men. Yes, this is a good time, a vital time, if we are to survive the forces of evil. For every man every for every man to forsake the paths of sin and turn unto the Lord who will abundantly pardon. If we will do this, he may in confidence, we may in confidence call upon the Lord and he will be near. He will help us fight our battles to cleanse the world of despotism and make it a fit abode for all who love the principles of truth and righteousness. Close quote. It is on our part uh, to, as it says, be more humble, to be more close to our Saviour and recognise he will abundantly pardon us and as we strive to stay close to him he'll fight those battles for us he'll make it so we can make it through uh, and that is a blessing he has promised us particularly uh, as in verse 18 when he says but inasmuch as there are those who have hearkened unto my words i've prepared a blessing and an endowment for them if they continue faithful so clearly the lord is desire is desiring them to complete uh, this work on the temple so they can receive this endowment and receive greater blessings um now, in terms of, you know, why they were asked to do this, and we've spoken about this uh, yesterday in, in yesterday's podcast episode. So if you haven't yet listened to yesterday, please do listen to that. 
in verse 19, uh, it says, I have heard their prayers and will accept their offering and it is expedient in me that they should be brought thus far for a trial of their faith. So the Lord is saying that we need to receive trials of our faith. Uh, and up to this point, it has, for this for these saints, it has been a trial of, of faith. Um, James E. Fowl said, Now, brethren, because we hold these precious powers, I believe we are going to be held accountable in our efforts to accomplish this overwhelming responsibility. We cannot be ashamed of the doctrine because it is not popular or socially acceptable. We must not apologize for what has been revealed through our prophets in our time. It is the word of the Lord to the world. There is always a price to be paid if we are to have a witness of this holy work. There is always a trial of our faith, close quote. You know, some people recently have spoken to me about, you know, how if the work or if the gospel is true, then why, you know, why did their trials not lessen when they were being faithful? When they stopped being faithful, those trials seemed to go away. And this is the answer. You know, I think that we need to recognize that trials sometimes come because of the fact we are striving to be uh, the best we can be, because we're striving to live faithfully, because there is an adversary. He is a real force uh, in the world. And he has some power in this world to cause afflictions. I mean, we just need to look at the story of Job uh, to see that as an example. The Lord did not cause the difficulties that, that happened to Job. He allowed them to happen. Um and that's because Job lives in a fallen world and we have trials of faith, we have uh, opportunities to grow uh, and we have things that sometimes happen to us that even though we are trying the best we can, they are very difficult things. And sometimes very difficult things happen to people who aren't trying to be as righteous as they can. Uh, that, could be, that could be brought about because of their um, poor choices or because they need to receive that difficulty because of their poor choices or because again, we live in a fallen world and things happen to people. Um, and as it is with these saints, that they, it seems that this is a trial of their faith. The people aren't able to go forward though, because in verse 16 and 17 of um, in speaking to Zion's camp, the Lord says, Behold, I've commanded my servant Joseph Smith Jr. to say unto the strength of my house, even my warriors, my young men, middle-aged to gather together for the redemption of my people and throw down the towers of mine enemies and scatter their watchmen but the strength of mine house have not hearkened unto my words so there is also a reason why they can't continue on because the lord asked them you know to gather together to be able to address this issue but you know the 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 amount of people the lord desired did not listen uh and so they were not able to to fulfill this. But um, as he has said, there will be a time when, when Zion will be redeemed uh, and that this will be able to happen. Now, moving on, I'm going to skip right to the end now because of the time we're on, just checking the time. Uh, and we're going to go to verses 38 and 39. And there's a lovely phrase here uh, which says, and again, I say unto you, sue for peace, not only to the people that have smitten you, but also to all people, and lift up an ensign of peace and make a proclamation of peace unto the ends of the earth. We are told how he is the Lord of the both, you know, the Lord of armies and hosts, um, that he will fight our battles for us. But at all times, we are to try and sue for peace. And this peace uh, is, you know, something that we need to try and attain for or seek for in the world 
Spencer W. Kimball said, quote, Brothers and sisters and friends, if we all sue for peace, taking the initiative in settling differences, if we can forgive and forget with all our hearts, if we can cleanse our own souls from sin, accusations, bitterness and guilt before we cast a stone at others, if we forgive all real or fancy defences before we ask forgiveness for our own sins, if we pay our own debts, large or small, before we press our debtors, if we manage to clear our, our own eyes of the blinding beams before we magnify the motes of the eyes of others, what a glorious world this would be. Divorce would be reduced to a minimum. Courts would be freed from disgusting routines. Family life would be heavenly. The building of the kingdom would go forth at an accelerated pace. And the peace which passeth understanding would bring us all a joy of happiness which has hardly entered into the heart of man. Close quote. We would see if we had a world which sought for peace, a world which whose priority was peace and looking out for their fellow men, and it, um, that we would have a lot less difficulties in the world. And as it says in verse 39, a verse that we've been speaking about a lot as a family this week, we are to be that enzyme for peace. We are to be that uh, example of an individual who seeks for peace and good in the world. And as we do that, then hopefully others can be influenced uh, by our choices and by our standard. Some will not, obviously, but we have an opportunity uh, to be better, to be um, the, the voice of good in the world. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast on the social media platform on Facebook, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me, and you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com as well. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.